The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. I'm an American soldier, an American. my brothers and my sisters, I will proudly take a stand. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. Time to have a conversation about the things that matter to you, including the direction of our country. This is Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550 KTRS. This conversation is with Rod Ferguson, KTRS, and the Big 550. As we normally do, let's uh, open our show with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day here in the south. Be with those in the northeast that are going through this horrific snowstorm. Thank you for Valentine's Day. Be with those that are divorced and widowed and single as they go through this day. It's a tough day for them. Thank you for everything that you've done for us and that you will do. We know we're only promised one day at a time. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. So I wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day out there. This is not a great day for some people. Um, It is very unique in that it's also Ash Wednesday, which is falling on Valentine's Day, which I believe is one of the first times that's happened in a long time. A lot of the Christian community hold what's called the Naomi Banquet on this day. And the Naomi Banquet is biblical in the sense that they hold a separate party, time of reflection, and get together for the widows and for the single moms and for single ladies and for those that have been divorced. Churches hold this around the world as a Christian, not a holiday, but as a day of remembrance for those that lost their loved one. So the left has also weighed in on their two cents worth on Valentine's Day, saying that Valentine's Day contributes to the destruction of nature itself. Now, you got to dig a little deeper on this one. It's the cutting of all the flowers and the floral and the florists and how they are contributing to the destruction of nature itself by harvesting flowers this week. Um, that's a new one on me. I had not heard that one before. I think some of these guys sitting around smoking something they shouldn't, sitting in beanbag chairs, come up with this stuff. Um, that Valentine's Day somehow is contributing to the destruction of nature itself, like it could. 
So on the political front, Mr. Mayorkas is facing a second Senate trial and has been formally impeached. Last person to be impeached, as you know, was our former president, Donald Trump. And back then, they were saying some of the same things they're saying now. With the quote from Chucky Schumer saying, it's a new low for the Republicans. And that is saying something for Chucky to come out with a statement like that. Considering he's the king of new lows, along with his cohort, Miss Nancy. So on the sports front, Mr. Shaq O'Neal, or Shaq as he's known, Jersey was memorialized today and hangs in history as one of the greatest basketball players ever. Now, I don't know what Shaq makes on his extracurricular endeavors that have nothing to do with basketball, but I would venture to say that they far exceed anything he ever made money-wise, in his basketball career. There was a car crash last night, and they decided to crash into a hospital in Austin, Texas. The driver was instantly killed when he hit the building, and he took several people with him that were in the hospital being treated for other injuries. We don't know the backstory on this. I'm sure it's forthcoming. And by now, everybody knows that the Northeast has been hit by the worst snowstorm in the last two years, causing massive destruction, power outages, and bringing that area to a standstill. So the Republicans were successful on their second try with Mr. Mayorkas. And this is the first time the Homeland Security Chief of the United States has been impeached since 1876. And he is accused of refusing to enforce the current border laws that are on the books. And for that, he will be found guilty. The Democrats did have a celebration this morning because they successfully were able to flip George Santos' seat. And they ran with that most of the morning, as you know. On the investment side... Bitcoin hit 51,000 because, as everyone knows, when the market goes down, Bitcoin goes up. So when the inflation news came out yesterday and the market went down 726 points on the news, Bitcoin rallied to 51,000. Crude oil is holding but climbing a little bit at $78. Gold is right at 2000 and three an ounce. 
And silver's hanging right at 24, where it's been 23 and 24 for the past 10 years. The numbers are in on December for the border crisis, more currently called the Biden border crisis, with 302,000 migrant encounters in the month of December alone. And our hats are off, or should be, to the Border Patrol agents that have to handle that mess 24-7. 307,000 migrant encounters in the month of December by itself. The amount of marijuana, cocaine, fentanyl, and methamphetamine that has been seized at the border, whose numbers are unbelievable, only represent that which was caught. The rest of it made its way into our towns and cities in the United States, brought to you by the cartels that are really controlling our southern border. Biden made a very bold statement yesterday asking America, are they going to stand with America or are they going to stand with Donald Trump? Clearly letting everyone know that if you stand for America, you absolutely can't stand with Donald J. Trump. Our Second Amendment continues to be attacked. And yes, full disclosure, I'm an NRA supporter and have been most of my adult life. But now the great state of California has reached out to the credit card companies, and the credit card, card companies will now be tracking gun purchases by individuals in the great state of California. California also made the news by wanting to raise the minimum wage from $16 an hour to $50 an hour. California wants a minimum wage of $50 an hour and are going to work legislation through the great state of California to get it. While 84% of the United States thinks that Biden is unfit to serve for a second term and has serious doubts about his mental capacity, Miss Nancy ran to his defense, and I quote, saying, he is a very sharp president, unquote. Well, Nancy, I got news for you. The only way you got to figure that out, all you got to do is ask the president, take a brain scan and make it public. It'll never happen. But that's what would happen if it was anyone other than Joe Biden. Inflation is still hitting Americans hard as we continue to discuss inflation. They actually said it rose faster than the economists expected in January. Now, there's a newsflash. Inflation is higher than they expected. Here's the punchline. Inflation is up 18% since Joe Biden took office. That's a punchline. A college in Florida has decided to add 
of all things, conservatives to its board. And the left was quick to say, this is going to look like another Hillsdale College. The new college of Florida had the goal to actually add conservatives to their board. Shame on them. This is Conversations with Rod Ferguson, KGRS, and the Big 550. You may or may not agree with him, but he's always insightful and entertaining. Conversations with Rodney Ferguson returns. Brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550 KTRS. So those of you that use Amazon out there, the online retailer, did you know that 60% of Amazon sales come from entrepreneurial, independent, small business owners? 60% are using that platform. So Target was quick to get their board together and say, we got to do something about this. So Target as I mentioned earlier in a previous broadcast, is going to come up with their own version of Amazon Prime. It's going to cost you $25 a year, unlike the $100 that Amazon charges. And you will be able to order things through their website online through Target. So I wonder why California is leading in all these very interesting areas when they have their own problems, like San Francisco, sanctuary cities. You know, if you truly wanted to be a sanctuary city, like California and San Francisco, and it is biblical. I mean, you can go back in the Bible, and there were places that felons could go to hide out to not be accosted, to not be killed for killing someone else. You would go to a sanctuary city. Yet when Texas put up their border wall and continued to expand it and continued to lay miles and miles of Constantina wire inside of that, the cartels were quick to move their soft targets to California and Arizona and their borders. I mean, they're not stupid. They got to traffic those kids somewhere. They got to get that fentanyl across the line somewhere. So they're going to pick a soft target like California. But when Texas started taking the illegal migrant immigrants off the plane and put them in buses and send them to Los Angeles and San Francisco, California was quick to get on the news and say, oh, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. This can't happen here. Well, you're a sanctuary city. Obviously, if all these immigrants, 300,000 of them coming across the border in December alone, are seeking asylum, they obviously would be welcomed 
at a sanctuary city, right? I mean, by definition. Yet California said, whoa, wait a minute, we cannot handle this. But they expect Texas to handle it. They expect Arizona to handle it. So now California's going to get a taste of what the Northeast got when they start busting them into New York City. It'll be interesting to see how they handle it. New York City just went to the nicest hotels they had in town who had a high vacancy rate and put the migrants right in there. Gave them a Social Security card, gave them health care benefits, let their kids come into the school, and then expected the school children under the age of 12 to go online and learn like they did in COVID for crying out loud. And they have all the benefits a citizen has. I mean, forget the problem we have with our veterans. Forget the problem we have with the homeless. Let's just walk them all in. Now, how long do you think that's going to fix the problem? They act like another administration isn't coming. They act like another administration isn't going to turn ice loose on this subject and send them all back. Repeal the cards. Repeal the benefits. Pull them out of school. And it's not the kid's fault. It's the fault of the government's in charge. And it starts at the top from our president that can't even navigate a flight of stairs up a plane or a podium, which we've recently seen him stumble and fall just to get from A to B. And if his family truly loved the man, why would they put him on spectacle in front of the whole free world and make a complete idiot out of himself on a daily basis? These are questions that are going to get answered over the next six months. There is momentum brewing, even though it's not being reported. There's a reason Trump is ahead 6% and pulling away. It's because you and me are fed up with this. When anything overcomes the economy and our security as a free nation, when anything gets ahead of that, like the Biden border crisis, it would send a clear message to everyone that there's a problem, but not to our president. The president said, oh, there's a problem at the border three years in? So guess where the president's going tomorrow? He's off to the border. Wow, we got a problem down there? Well, get me down there. Give me a break. This man is briefed on a daily, hourly basis by everything that's going on in this country. Now, whether 84%, 86% of us think he can mentally understand what's coming in those briefings, uh, we don't know. But he's decided that the poll numbers are low enough and the primaries have shown voter exit polls enough to say that the Biden border crossing is the number one priority for voters going into this election. So he has decided in his grand mental state that he's going to the border tomorrow and find out what the heck's going on down there. There's a saying called too little too late, and it's way too little, and it's way too late.
This is Conversations with Rod Ferguson, KGRS for the Big Five. This is Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, native St. Louisan, Marine Corps veteran, and local business owner. Brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big 550. KTRS. We're going to have George Votruba of Kitchen and Bath Design with us. And he's going to share with us a little, some thoughts about how he got started, his company, and his legacy, and how that all came about. He's also uh, not here with his better half, uh, Jeanette. And Jeanette and I have a special uh, bond in that. She is the salesperson of the couple, and uh, I kind of fall on that side. And George is more the um, brains and the thoughtful uh, person uh, behind the business. Thank so, you. <laughs> George, I appreciate you joining us today. Could you spend just a few minutes talking about how Kitchen and Bath Design came to be? I most certainly will. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it is uh, a company that was born through my dad back in 1969. Uh, I grew up with the business and started in with him in my early 20s. And uh, in 1998, I actually bought the business from him. And uh, it has been a, just a wonderful 54-year run. Um, and as I understand, you you own the building as well as the business? Yes, kind of on the south end of Kirkwood. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of position it because I ride Harleys, so it's right across the street from Doc's Harley-Davidson. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. And you have family members in the business. I think uh, this would be third generation, if it, I'm right. It is the third generation. I'm so proud. Uh, my son now has actually taking over with day-to-day operations, and my other son is is helping him with uh, financials and uh, helping run the back end of the business. And uh, I don't really have to come in anymore. I'm officially retired. But, there you uh, go. So truly a family-owned business, local here in St. Louis. And tell us a little bit about um, what you do at Kitchen and Bath Design. Well, primarily we act as suppliers for cabinetry, countertops, and fixtures, plumbing fixtures, and so forth. And we take on the design and the capacity of making sure that uh, all the design elements are are done well and proper. And the way that we make our money is simply by selling and providing the products to the job site. And then we do hook up our customers with really good installation people that just work outside of us. I got you. So I use George in my home in Wildwood. Uh, we were at the enclaves at the time, and we were turning a unfinished basement into a little uh, fun room, if you will. And I had a design in my head, which thank God we didn't use. Uh, <laughs> George was able to come in with his team And for the theater part of the room, they did one set of cabinets in one color. In the fireplace area to the family room side of the basement, they did another type concept and put the fireplace in there. And the furniture matched all that. And then on the left side where we put the pool table and the bedrooms and the bathrooms, he did a completely different concept. So it was like walking into three different separate showrooms, just walking into the basement. 
And uh, we've got a lot of accolades um, before we sold that, and I know it, it helped in the value of the resale of the property. Absolutely. What what a very fun project that was. And we appreciate it when uh, somebody comes to the table with the right kind of budget and uh, and gives us some create, creative uh, uh, leeway to be able to, you know, get the things done that we know will really please the project. So. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I know um, you mentioned you were retired, uh, went from your father to yourself. You worked it for years. Now it's turned over to your son. So my understanding is that you've headed south uh, like I did down to Florida way. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your residence in Florida. Well, we're in the Panama City Beach area, not too far from the 30A area, which a lot of people in St. Louis are familiar with, uh, Seaside, Rosemary Beach. Uh, it is beautiful. We can enjoy it all through the winter. And uh, for my family, which is mostly situated here in St. Louis, it's very drivable. So uh, uh, my nine grandkids can get down there. And Nine uh, grandkids. <laughs> wow. I have three, and I thought that was impressive. Well, it's uh, it's going to be hard to com- compete with me, Rod. So, but I uh, I'm just thrilled about uh, you know splitting my time down in Florida now, and uh, it's yeah. it's it's beautiful as as you know. Would Would you be considered a, a snowbird if you if you would, or do you spend more time than three months down there? Oh, I'm going to say we on average we try to go at least once a month. For a week or so, okay. and uh, and just enjoying a, a multitude of different things. We enjoy the beach. We enjoy bicycling and playing some golf. And uh, and now, just like everybody else in St. Louis, we're in the pickleball. Yeah, yeah. This pickleball seems to take over the world. I am not a pickleball fan. <laughs> I, I will go on record by saying that I was on the Marine Corps tennis team. I, I played tennis at Duke and when the pickleball came out and the plastic ball and the little, th- I, I just, I just, I, I can't do it, yeah. but I well, will I'm tell sorry. You, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, it's coming across the country, right? I mean, it is, well, pickleball, you, your, your great grandfather can play with their grandson. I mean, you, you have an 85 year old can play pickleball with their four year old grandson. So it's, it, it, it is coming. And, uh, but I am not a fan, and I'll go on record by saying that. So, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. And, uh, again, it's just Florida is a great place to kick it, especially in the winter, dead of winter, when, when you know, February is not a lot of fun here. Although I will say the last couple winters have been pretty pretty mild um, to the uh, dismay of some of my auto body clients, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you, you spend – Time down there, you 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 work, you don't work. You you handle your sons who are working up here. Uh, what else do you like to do when you're not doing either of those things? Well, I am a big hiker. Okay. Um, I had the opportunity to do a phenomenal hike, uh, have a Supai Indian Reservation out in Western Grand Canyon. Wow! This year, and I went with. My two sons and two of my grandsons, which are nine and seven years old, and we backpacked and, wow. and brought all of our food and camping gear in. And it was, I, I consider that to be really the highlight of my year because uh, wow, it, awesome. it was phenomenal. So I, uh, I was an Eagle Scout, uh, my, not by choice. My dad made me finish 
in high school where I was walking around in little green pants while everybody else was working, <laughs> working for their homecoming dates. Um, but we got to go to Philmont uh, out in uh, Colorado, and we had to carry our food, had to carry our water on our backs, uh, along with all our gear, and we had to hump it every day. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in a sergeant in the Marine Corps, as you know, and, and we did a lot of humps in the Marines. I can imagine. But nothing like what we had to do there. Um, we did uh, Camp Baldy, which is so high in elevation, you can't even start a fire. Mm. So uh, it was, and you have to gear up for those type of things. So what was your preparation going under your hike out there at the Grand Canyon? Did you prep for that like you do, like marathons where you have little races before you go for the big one, or, or did you just go right into it? Well, it's <clears throat> it's mostly about researching what kind of gear you need to take, and there's plenty of information out there, but it's uh, – you don't want to you don't want to put a backpack on that's too heavy because you've got to carry it in about ten miles, wow. and it's it's rocky terrain. It's uh, it's it it can be strenuous, but uh, uh, this permit was a permit that had been canceled because of the pandemic and then was reinstated about one month before we knew we could go, and we had no choice but to take their time frame. So yeah, uh, I got in on this uh, at the last minute and. Uh, I was just just really lucky that I was in good enough shape, to be honest with you, because okay. it was it was. Is this something where you take the kids out of school and they have to bring their homework with them and things like that, or or how did you handle the school end of the? Obviously, it's an education in itself, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But and and you know when I used to take my girls out of school to do things like that, you know I would have them you know keep a daily journal or something like that. What'd you do to keep the kids occupied other than just the hiking? Well, okay, so this is. This is really only four days that you're allowed on the reservation. Okay. So it was, it was a, a travel day, a, a hiking day in, and uh, and actually four nights of camping. So we weren't gone all that long, but man, a lifetime worth of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I and and a lot of the things. I mean, I was I was actually fearful not not so much for myself, but for these these little boys. But yeah. but then we talked to some other. Other guys down there, and they said, "Well, these these kids climb trees. I mean, are they real active boys?" And we said, "Yeah." And then they said, "Oh, they'll be okay. It's only a two hundred foot cliff that you got to scale." <laughs> wow, I know there's some things out there that you really just don't think about when you're living in a brick or stone home or frame home. Um, but you're out there in the in the woods. Um, you know, we used to put our stuff in bear bags at night and hang them from trees. You know, there was no going to bed with food in the in the uh, tent because you know you could get bears into the campsite but the fauna the floral the the deer the just bear just everything out there like you said it's a once in a lifetime for for yourself i'm sure and for the kids very much very much so we haven't talked a lot about jeanette and i don't want to get in any trouble for not doing that so (laughs) let's spend a few minutes how did you meet jeanette well uh it was when she was 20 years old i was 20 two and uh uh it happened to be right around her birthday and uh she kind of floored me when i first saw her so i pursued her and uh, she does that to a lot of people yes and uh and she uh for some strange reason really liked me too so uh i don't know that was uh that was in 1980 rod and uh the year i graduated Lindbergh high school isn't that crazy and uh (laughs) I, I I married her in in eighty two. 
So we have just celebrated our 41st wedding anniversary. Oh, and, well, congratulations. Uh, it's awesome. And we did have, we had three children of our own. And then my oldest son has four of my grandkids and my, my daughter who is 34, she has five of my grandchildren. Wow. So. That's awesome. She's been busy. Yeah. yeah. My daughters are 32 and 30, and my oldest, my 32, she had three grandsons, and they're all under the age of six, and they're not done. So I don't know that I'll catch you, but uh, (laughs) it's sure a lot of fun trying with that. And uh, just my grandsons, I just came from them. They came up to visit me at work. And, I mean, they just, it doesn't matter what kind of day you're having. You look in the eyes of your grandsons or granddaughter, it's over. I mean, yeah. it's just I, all that goes away. It gets all drained out, and your day is just perfect, you know, until the next reality hits you. So Yeah, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, uh, attending all the sports. Uh, I've got, right now, volleyball, indoor soccer, and basketball. Oh, my. And, uh, and then you spread that out over a variety of different kids, and... Uh, I don't know where to be when, you know, it's just wow. crazy. Well, that's a busy place, <laughs> and you're a busy guy, even though you are say you're in retirement. Well, we're speaking with George Votruba at Kitchen and Bath Design. And, uh, George, I want to thank you for coming in on short notice and talking with us and getting our listeners get a little insight into Kitchen and Bath Design. Uh, this is Rod Ferguson with Conversations with Rodney Ferguson. We'll be back in just a minute. Brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Now back to conversations with Rodney Ferguson. Brought to you by Crushed Red on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. All right, we're back with George Votruba from Kitchen and Bath Design here in St. Louis. As Rod Ferguson on conversations with Rodney Ferguson and George, I'd, I'd like to since we met back in the day, we met at church. And uh, and then just the whole area of church has kind of changed. I know, you know, we had a, a building campaign with that church that we were involved in. You know, we're we're double tithing, trying to get the building up and everything. But the church kind of went non-denominational. Um, you know, I, I was born and raised Southern Baptist uh, because my father was Methodist and my mom was Moravian in the Carolinas. So they couldn't come together. So they decided they were going to be. Southern Baptist. So when the three of us kids came along, that's how it happened. So tell me a little bit about your um, trilogy of coming into that and, and how was that in your family growing up? Well, uh, interestingly, uh, I was kind of a drop-off kid when, you know, as a kid growing up, my, my parents didn't really go, but they wanted to see that we got some biblical training. So, uh, it was it was a little bit strange. I I, I mean I honestly was probably uh, distant from God most of my adult life, and uh, I feel very very blessed because uh, at the at the age of forty five, I, I really became a believer and became a solid believer and have engaged uh, with uh, my faith you know ever since. Well, that's and, awesome. uh, I just. I just love it. I mean, I consider it to be uh, a huge part of who I am, and uh, I also uh, instilled that kind of uh, culture in 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 the kitchen and bath business. Uh, we believed in uh, you know really taking care of everybody and taking care of situations and not letting anything just fester and 
And, uh, and so consequently, uh, our business grew just because there were so many very, very happy people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, beyond that, uh, 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 I guess the way I, I actually really came to Christ was through my daughter. She, uh, uh, Tori was only 13 years old, and she went to a uh, a big event, a big uh, kind of a stadium event called Dare to Share. Mm. And uh, her mother and I noticed an incredible, you know, difference in in who she was when she came home. Wow. And she said, "Mom and Dad, I I have changed. I have I have uh, allowed Jesus to soften my my heart and." Uh, and and she wanted to begin to go to uh, that same church we we're talking about at West County Community. She wanted to go there because that's where some of her friends went. Mm-hmm. We uh, we decided that we would snoop in on her and find out. Well, what's this all about now? You know. Right. And their youth department was called the Zoe, the Zoe House, and they were pulling from Marquette, and they were pulling from Eureka High, and they were pulling from the Rockwood, every- Rockwood in the high school. So absolutely, is it still? Zoe? Is I it? believe so, but okay. because we lived in Kirkwood, we didn't actually stay with uh, that church, which was way out, way out in Wildwood. Yeah. Uh, and I have had a great love. I have a great love for youth ministry. So uh, there was actually a K Life house in uh, Kirkwood that I started to minister with, and. Uh, it was affiliated with uh, Camp Canacook, which and, is and what's K Life? Do you, I'm ignorant to the K Life. It's really stands for for Kid Life. Oh, it could also stand for Canacook Life because a lot of it is modeled after the Canacook. It's it's older uh, volunteering from uh, kids that are more college age. I got it, and pouring into. Kids that are middle school and high school, okay, which is wonderful because they can hear it from their parents. But when they hear it from uh, peers that are just a little bit older and have recently walked through what they're going through, yeah. uh, it really it really has a different kind of impact than the parents can have. So yeah, and then and then they launched a school, right? They they launched a school there. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the school. Uh I think I was gone just as that was beginning, but it, uh, it's, as far as affiliation and everything, the school has been yeah doing f- phenomenal. As far as I know, uh, Albert Pujols' uh, son got went there and got a lot of notoriety. Um, it was it was an incredible time to be there. Yeah. I, I think I was I was I commuted out to that church for about three years until yeah. '06. Well, I remember our men's Bible study had Albert Pujols in it. Wow. Uh, it had the center for the Rams. It had one of the Cardinal pitchers. I mean, we had like a who's who in our men's men's, men's time. So, uh, uh, man, lot, but I'm, I'm going to. A lot uh, of godly men. Yeah. I just need to men. have someone help me on the uh, the text line, come up with the name for that school because it's just, it's blanking mm-hmm. right now. So, but uh yeah, they had launched, and then they launched a youth program. They built the auditorium that we helped build that, um, and then uh, it, it changed hands. They kind of they kind of changed hands. I, I ended up moving to Florida and spending a lot of time down there. I know you you then went to Florida, yeah. so uh, it just seems that's the gravitation for the Midwest is and the East Coast for that matter. And the people we're meeting is we end up down in Florida at the really really cold months. So, I, I would just tell you, Rod, that. Uh, 
I'm, I'm affiliated with the journey West County right now. And uh, it is so encouraging to see the young families that are involved. A lot of these kids did grow up with us, uh, you know, a solid Christian background and they uh, are just raising their kids to be, you know, just godly, God loving, God fearing human beings. Yeah. And uh, it's so encouraging for me to see that. Yeah, no, it's great. And with everything that's going on today and, and, uh, Seem like the tail's trying to wag the dog all the time. It's it's nice to see the Christian community step up sometimes, and I'd like to see more of that, quite frankly. And uh, I Absolutely. think we were raised to to st- step out and speak out about the topics that we believe in. And on conversations, we're gonna we're gonna explore some of those. And and everybody's not gonna agree with what we agree with for and, sure. Um, and uh, so last night, I don't know what you did last night. Did you? Were you a CMA guy or a country mu- <laughs> kiss, kicking at country music, or were you on the debate uh, side and watching the debate last night or something else? You know what? You're not going to believe this, but we had a home health party, which is what my wife does. Okay. So I had 30 ladies in the house. Oh, that was sounds not- like more fun than I had. <laughs> I was not free to just watch TV. I was trying to uh, entertain and educate some of these gals. And uh, it's really a cool thing because not only is, you know, Christianity and, and getting that message out on on our, uh, definitely on our, on our scope, but we, we love teaching about health and we love teaching about uh, better, better ways to get, you know, the right amount of nutrition and, and all the other things we need to sustain health. And, uh, yeah. Well, I know Jeanette got me on Juice Plus at least, I guess it's been, <laughs> got to have been 10 years now, and I've been on it since. At the time, it was a little pricey, but I'm I'm into supplements because I don't eat the best. You know, I'm, I'm gra- a grab-and-go guy, depending on what my schedule is. But uh, I'd pop that Juice Plus, you know, and get the fruit and vegetables and everything in me. And uh, she had me on that straight and narrow for there for 10 years. So uh, I know that's where it started for her, but as I understand it, she's expanded it from there. Well, the the product line has expanded, and there's many, many really good things that you can get through uh, through her and, and the Juice Plus company. But um, what's what's really happened is that uh, both my my daughter uh, Tori, who I, I talked about with five kids, I mean she has she has joined the company, and so has my daughter in law. Oh wow! And, and she is out of a a medical background. She graduated number one in her class, St. Louis University nursing. And uh, uh, so, I mean, uh, it's just everybody in our family is waking up to the fact that, uh, you know, if if you get in a car accident or something, go to the hospital, but otherwise try to avoid the hospital as best you can and and just take, learn how to take care of yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And I know uh, Jeanette was able to put me on that when I, when I run out, here comes the emails, you know, to remind me. She's politely nudging me to make sure I refill, you know. And and I know she started with just herself. And as I understand it, she has multiple ladies working for her around the country doing this, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say on her team is upwards of, you know, 1,500 uh, independent representatives. 1,500 of women. Yeah. Wow. And so she's, I mean, she's uh, she's kind of a. Kind of a, a a big dog, <laughs> I would say. But I remember back in the day when we were just talking about it, yeah. 
and and she was just getting started. So I remember when she was a little puppy. Yeah. So so she may be the well, big dog now, but I know she she's tenacious. She takes care of her people. She brings it with the Christian background. And Jeanette, I'm 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 plugging you here because I I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. So well, but, of course I, you know I take a lot of the credit, Rob, because. Uh, you know, whenever we go to conferences and stuff, she brings me and I consider myself to be her arm candy, which I can say that because we're on the radio. <laughs> the arm candy. I love that. I love it. I'm she's, not sure if this was television, if anybody think I was arm well, candy. She, she burns pretty bright, so it's, it's hard to upstage Jeanette. So, uh, yeah. well, George, thanks for sharing that with us. This has been Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, and we've been talking with George Votruba at Kitchen and Bath Design. Uh, stop in at Kitchen and Bath Design and uh, give George a, a chance to share with him what his family can do for your next project. Well, this is Conversations with Rodney Ferguson. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.